All right, so I know you guys are used to the Weekside Podcast being a once-a-week thing, but we had to drop in for a quick emergency pod because it is one of my favorite weeks of the year, and we thought that uh, you guys would like to come along with us. It's it's Fantasy Football Matchup Week. Jenny and I have been in the same league together for the better part of a decade with a bunch of old friends and colleagues, and you know, I was once Jenny's quality control coach on her championship-winning fantasy football team, which is one of the proudest moments of my fantasy fantasy football career. So it's like when Bill Belichick takes on one of his former uh, disciples, maybe, uh, you know, you can consider me like a Josh McDaniels type uh, in one way or another. And whenever we play each other, it's a big to do. And uh, this year, you know, there's a lot on the table here. We're both three and three. We're in the middle of the pack. And I think um, this is sort of like a Jets Giants 2011 situation where the winner might kind of ride on to the championship and the loser might have to kind of wreck with some of the roster building mistakes that they've made here. Yeah, some matchups during the course of a football season, Connor, really warrant uh, extra preview, extra (laughs) hype around them. And that's the situation we find ourselves in. So I'm really glad you suggested this bonus podcast as a way to just kind of make sure that there's the sufficient and the appropriate buildup for what's an epic week in our calendars. So we're going to invite you guys to vote. You can send us in your picks, your predictions, uh, and everything like that at uh, at weeksidepod at gmail.com, or you can leave a, um, a message of encouragement to our uh, Google line, which we'll read off uh, in a second there. Um, but yeah, let's just get into it. I mean, you know, I'm three and three, you're three and three. We've seen some good times. We've seen some bad times. Right now, Yahoo is projecting Jenny to win by five points. So there's a, there's a already an extra little bit of intrigue in there but i don't know let's uh let's let's walk each other through the matchup and just talk a little bit about who we're throwing out there on sunday because well and thursday just if anybody has any eagles or giants which which wouldn't be a good sign right away Well, listen, I'm actually only projected to win by three points, but if there's anything that you can count on in the world, it is the Yahoo score (laughs) prediction being incredibly far off, right? This thing is never accurate or even close. So I I think we have no idea how this will go. As they say, Connor, that's why you play the game. Yeah. I was very jealous of Jenny's draft strategy because in our league, we we play with a bunch of um, older people and so they kind of view fantasy football from the perspective of you know when it was first invented in the 1970s or 80s and that is you don't get points per per, per reception uh, which I think is is a good sort of next gen way of looking at it uh, and basically if you have the best quarterback in the league you win the league I mean that's kind of been the story each of the last I don't know four or five years that we were doing this but everybody was always beholden to the running back running back draft strategy not Jenny she cut the line this year and took Patrick Mahomes ahead of me. That was going to be my move. And I think it's paying off right now. Well, I'm three and three, Connor. So (laughs) I don't know if we can really say that it's paying off. I had the sixth overall pick. I figured rather than rolling the dice on a skill position player who might get hurt, might miss games, might not be featured in the game plan a certain week, I would just play it safe. I figured, all right, I'm not going to regret taking Mahomes number one. But what you did, Connor, was you got a high-scoring quarterback late in the draft who was devalued, which is the other way to go, and was very smart because now you're starting Kyler Murray, and that's a great place to be in. You also had Cam Newton, who you traded for Josh Jacobs. So that was a masterful flip on your part. Well, 
uh, you know, a blind squirrel uh, finds a nut every now and then. But okay, I, I want to talk about this matchup a little bit um, because I'm, I'm very proud of myself. A lot of times I forget that there's a transactional limit and several times throughout the league history, I've acquired a bunch of people and then you fall asleep and then at like 2.30 in the morning, the waiver wire processes and you get all the people that you want and then you don't have a defense or a kicker or something like that and then you can't make any more moves that's happened to me uh more often than not but this time didn't get any of the waiver claims that i wanted noah fant was available before this game and i had a needed tight end the bills defense was also available um but i decided i couldn't get them they're playing the jets this weekend the only move that i was actually able to make was you know i i wanted to get ahead on the tua train and i did pick up a tua Tunga Vailoa, uh, just in case he starts popping off a little bit. All right. Well, my waiver wire strategy this week, I needed to switch my kicker. Jake Elliott on the Eagles offense that was struggling to score and also an Eagles offense that often goes for two. Jake Elliott got me zero points last week. I swapped him out one week for the Seahawks kicker, Myers, but... There's, that's flawed, too, because the Seahawks are so good in the red zone that they often don't kick field goals. So I picked up Will Lutz this week. And I picked up Myers. <laughs> I mean, so, but they score a lot, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, 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 I think we should run down our rosters here uh, and just give everybody uh, a sense of what we're working with. And we invite you again, uh, send us... Uh, your fantasy football team. Send us who you guys have going this weekend. I think everybody says that we don't care about your fantasy football team, but I, we care. We we have good. Uh, we have great listeners who send us excellent recipes, and I'm sure have equally creative and wonderful uh, fantasy football teams. So, I am going with Kyler Murray at quarterback, Calvin Ridley and Debo Samuel at wide receiver, Clyde Edwards Alaire at running back, Josh Jacobs at running back. Uh, James Conner is my flex player, my wide receiver running back. Um, Myers, who we said uh, from Seattle, uh, is my kicker. And the Cleveland Browns defense, plus, I'm gonna just going to throw this in there, a mystery player at tight end, yet to be named. We don't know who, it, who it's going to be right now. Okay, and see, that's another reason that right now I'm favored, because you have a zero at that position, but most likely whoever you put in will garner some points. So really, Connor is actually favored. He set up this whole show to essentially... <laughs> be this oh i'm i'm really gonna struggle going up against jenny when he's the defending champion when my team is not very good because i drafted poorly um so yeah i here's my lineup why why don't we just describe the woeful state that my roster is in (laughs) patrick mahomes at quarterback i have mike evans at receiver robbie anderson was a mid um it's not mid-season but at some point during the season i picked up robbie anderson that was my one transaction that has seemed to be decent um i have a dearth of running backs i also have a few skill position players on the bye this week so this week at running back i am starting david montgomery and joshua kelly from the chargers uh that has been uh you know up and down I had Justin Jackson at one point. I swapped him out for Kelly. May not have been the right direction there. I have Kittle at tight end, and I discussed on an earlier episode of the Weekside Podcast, Connor, that I just always do this. I fall for the tight ends too early. I think I took Kittle in the second round, um, which contributed to my dearth at the running back position. Also, Marlon Mack had a season-ending injury, so 
that was another uh, hiccup for me. I just picked up on the waiver wire this week uh, Deshaun Jackson on his way back from a hamstring mm. injury because I have a couple receivers on by. So I'm either going to start Jackson or Ruggs. Haven't decided. Will Lutz is my new kicker. Uh, and I have the New England defense. Uh, my other option at defense is the Los Angeles Chargers, but I've been sticking with New England most of the weeks. So here's what I liked about um, the fantasy matchup this week. And, and it's, you know, the one thing that kind of like got me into the idea of doing this was, you know, I'm sitting there in the morning, you know, you're having your oatmeal for breakfast and, you know, I get a little notification to my watch whenever someone makes a waiver claim on, 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 on the, in the league. And so I'm here sneaking around in the quiet hours of the morning, building this team. And then I'm getting the buzz that Jenny's picking up players too. And this is seven 30 in the morning, <laughs> uh, on the first day that you could claim players. And so I think like quietly, uh, as outwardly cynical as we both are, I, it leads me to believe there there is a little bit of inward fire about this matchup. Like, I mean, definitely. Yeah. yeah, you know, I saw your alerts coming in, some of the moves that you were making. I just got back from my morning run, and I figured I'd take a little spin through the available players, and that's when I swapped rugs for T.Y. Hilton, who, you know, things just haven't really clicked for Rivers and Hilton. So I said, let me take a gamble on rugs. I think that uh, you're going to interpret this as me uh, forking you, which is a verb that we use when we talk up the opponent. I mean, this is what Belichick does, or this is what Rex Ryan used to do uh, in times, the the reverse psychology thing where we're talking up the roster. I I think you have a very complete roster, Jenny, that just has maybe, maybe it's an opponent or something like that. You've run into some bad luck, whatever it is, but I am, I'm quite fearful of this roster. It's, it's formidable and it's deep. You're, saying that my roster is deep while looking at my current running back situation. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Connor, your running backs are stacked. You have Edwards, Alaire, Jacobs, and Connor. That is a pretty hefty running back uh, depth chart there. And Daryl Henderson, you know, just in, On just in case. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I got Fulgham. Very excited about Fulgham. Don't know when we're going to unleash him yet. Uh, you know, he's been sort of waiting in the wings for an opportunity there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's one of those things where I just, you know, I'm unsure of what to do. Uh, and I don't know. There's a lot of pressure on, on, the, on the reigning champion, you know? Well, that's right, Connor. Heavy I mean, lies the crown. You that's, know? that's exactly right. And, you know... For as much as you disparage your roster and you're standing in the league, which is on brand for the Weekside Podcast. I mean, I think we are very self-deprecating at all times. Um, and it's not an act. I think it's generally true, except when it comes to <laughs> fantasy football, because you definitely are like fake self-deprecating in fantasy football. <laughs> so I just have to say it. I just have to put it out there, Connor. It's the one inconsistency. It's a, a slight hypocrisy in, in my dear friend, Connor. <laughs> See, this is what frustrates me, though, is like, I, you know, every player that I cut becomes great. Like I had Brandon Ayuk and uh, then uh, cut him and he started scoring all these points. I benched Debo Samuel and uh, and then he started scoring all these points. So I, I'm often like, 
just a, a day late and a dollar short there. I've always, you know, I always just have like Julian Edelman in there for the two points that he's going to give me every week. And then, you know, I miss something that's really popping at the bottom of the roster. I don't know. So my decision making is poor. Maybe I'm like, what's a good example of somebody who has a team with talent, but maybe doesn't utilize them correctly? Like the Cowboys, for example. Maybe I'm sort of like Mike McCarthy. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I'm just a thin roster that's uh, <laughs> barely getting by. Um, but I, I will say that, uh, yeah, I, I will say that I had some higher hopes going into the season than I'm feeling right now. And I really don't know why I had every year. This happens to me. The draft just kind of gets away from me. Um, and then I say, oh, I don't care. Cause I messed up the draft and, then I get behind on the waiver wire. I miss players. I swear to you, I thought Claypool was somebody had him. And then I looked last week and I realized he wasn't on a roster. And so, of course, I put a claim in for him and, and didn't get him. But um, I, I was like, oh, yeah, of course Claypool's good. But someone has him in our league. Like, I didn't even check. So, like, I'm just not putting in the work. I'm not doing the due diligence to be great. Um, and I have no one to blame but myself. We have, though, in our league um, – uh, I would say a, a published and an accomplished author who is a notorious waiver wire scourer. Like, yeah. and you know, every time, like, and and this is and this is how immediate it is. Like, you know, the Browns. Uh, Nick Chubb goes down and then you're watching a Browns game and Kareem Hunt, you know, uh, is in for two series and then they bring in the Browns third string running back and he pops off like a 15 yard run and looks good. And this guy has already picked him up and put yeah. him on the roster and has stashed him momentarily waiting for everybody else um, to come and find out that. So I don't blame you there because we do have um, there's a name for the kind of like fish that like uh, goes along the bottom of the ocean and just like immediately sucks everything up. I don't know what uh, like the bottom what, feeders. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. And that's like, that's what that is. So we, we do have some bottom feeders in our league, so I don't blame you there. You know, like a catfish is t the type of bottom feeder, right? They always say that catfish have like a higher risk because they can eat some of the things that are on the bottom of the, mm. of the river or, water environment <laughs> so i think that we're going to post the roster to instagram i think that would be a fun thing to do and so if you guys get this mini pod in your feed again please like please rate please subscribe uh leave us a little uh comment you know um you know tell us who you think is going to win review it on apple Podcasts. Right. predict our winner um or again uh leave us a prediction at weeksidepod at gmail.com we will read some of the best ones on the air um that we get on our monday show and uh do you have handy our uh google number by any chance um you know connor i can i can pull it up right here give me one second because I think a good, um, you know, let us know if you're Team Jenny, if you're Team Connor, who are you guys kind of pulling for. Uh, it would be nice for once to uh, to have a little bit of fanfare behind this. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Call in. Let us know who you're rooting for. That's right. You can call us at 929-445-7349. All right. Well, Jenny, I wish you the best of luck this weekend. Um, 
if I had to be beaten by anyone in a season-altering rivalry, it would it would be you. So that's that's I feel the same way about you, Connor. Uh, I'm expecting to lose this week, <laughs> um, but there's still a lot of season ahead. So uh, may the uh, may the best fantasy football team emerge victorious, and we'll be back to uh, do a postmortem next week on the Weekside Podcast. It'll be the most important matchup that we analyze. That's right. We'll see everybody on Tuesday. All right. The Weekside Podcast is me, Jenny Rentis, and Connor Orr. We are produced by Shelby Royston, who agreed to do an extra episode this week. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody. Ben Eagle is director of editorial projects and product. Mark Marievic is the emeritus executive director of the MMQB. Our theme music was written and composed by singer-songwriter Ryan Harris-Brown, whose latest album, Stranded in the Present Tense, is available now on all major streaming services. Keep up with the Weekside Podcast by subscribing to our new feed, and while you're there, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Radio.com, Stitcher, or wherever else you find your podcasts.